You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 76, with Aaron Walker. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on in your world, men of abundance? I am so glad you're here. I'm glad to be back as well. And today we have our very first repeat guest, and for very good reason. You're going to see why in just a minute. Big A has come back to bless us with his amazing words of wisdom once again. And if you missed the first episode, you absolutely must, right after this episode, go listen to menofabundance.com forward slash zero three five where big a shared his kick in the gut moment and i'm telling you it was one of the biggest kick in the gut moments that we have ever heard on this show plus again he shares some very good words of wisdom a little bit different than what he shares with us today because today big a brings it to a whole new level and we're going to be talking about his new book that's going to be launching very soon he's in the launch phase right now of view from the top i have a copy of this book i have been reading through it and we have that conversation on the show today now i want to make sure that you have the opportunity to subscribe to men of abundance if you haven't done so already because we have some super amazing guests coming up you know here on men of abundance we don't just talk to influencers we do get influencers on the line and we have that conversation for you from time to time and we've had some amazing very high profile influencers on the show for you to learn from like Big A who we're going to have a conversation with today Jay Papazian and many many others but you know some of the most amazing conversations that I have are with other people that aren't necessarily influencers but living a life of abundance the life of abundance that you're looking for I'm guessing that's why you're here, because you want to live a life of abundance. And I truly can't think of any other way to do that than to hang around other people who are living a life of abundance in their own right. But here's the thing. Many of you don't want to be a top influencer. Many of you just want to live a life of abundance. Not all of you want to go off and be coaches or authors or CEOs or business owners and entrepreneurs and all this stuff. You just want to take the life that you're in right now and learn how to live a life of abundance and be of service to your community, your family, your children, your spouse, and and just keep it on that level. And I truly 100% commend you for that, and I want to help you do that. That's why I don't just talk to the top influencers. I also talk to people who are just like you, the people right next door, living a life of abundance and loving every single minute of it. So to ensure that you get every episode, especially the upcoming episodes, I want to invite you to subscribe to Men of Abundance on whatever podcast player it is that you're listening to. If you have an iPhone, open up your iPhone, you're going to see a purple podcast player. You can click on that, type in Men of Abundance, and subscribe. It's really that simple. Or, even easier than that, go to menofabundance.com and go to podcast. On any one of those podcast players, you're going to see a way to subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe to the website. You can subscribe on Android, on Stitcher, 
any one of those are going to be perfect for you depending on which device you're on. And here's the cool thing. Once you subscribe, every time a new episode is aired, every time I post a new episode, you're going to get notified. And all you have to do is press play. Listen to the episode. Give us some feedback on our Facebook community or down below the podcast player if you're listening on menofabundance.com. All right, one more thing that's extremely important for the sake of the show, and you can be abundant in your life today by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Again, right underneath the podcast player, click on that goldish looking button that says leave a review. That will take you to iTunes and you can read through the other reviews. There's 33 reviews there right now. I'm doing everything I can to get to 50 reviews. And there are well over 100 downloads of each episode. So I should easily have at least 50 reviews in iTunes, if not way more. The reason why this is so important is because those reviews push Men of Abundance up in the search engines in iTunes and other search engines. So when people are looking for living a life of abundance, living a better life, or improving their life in any way, they'll find Men of Abundance. Well, that's the idea anyway. So let's help them out. So as I already mentioned, our featured guest today is Aaron Walker. I'm not going to go through a full introduction here because I've already introduced him to Men of Abundance. And you can go listen to that episode. And I strongly encourage you to do so right after this. Go listen to episode 35, menofabundance.com forward slash 035 so that you can hear more about Aaron Walker. But what I do want to share with you before we bring out Big A is since our initial conversation, him and I have talked a couple other times. We've talked face-to-face on video, not in person, and I watch him on Facebook. We've communicated a little bit here and there on social media. I'm telling you right now, this guy is the real deal. He has started and sold multiple businesses in the millions, sold his first business at the age of 27 to a Fortune 500 company. And he has truly lived an abundant lifestyle. He's lived some downs. He's lived some very highs. And he's going to share some of that with us today. But he shares all of that in his new book, View from the Top. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to once again introduce you to Aaron Walker. Aaron, welcome back to Men of Abundance, man. I am so excited to have my first repeat guest. And I'm so excited that it's you, man. Welcome. How are you doing? Wally, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am that I'm your first repeat. So thank you, man. I'm doing great. I hope you're doing equally as well. I really am. I I really am. You know, when we talked back on episode 35, uh, we talked a little bit about your book that was coming out and you were in the process of writing it. And I said, anything I can do for you, let me know. And you said you was going to take me up on it. And when you got to the point to where you were launching your book, you were going to contact me and we're going to have a conversation about it i am so honored to have a copy of the book and i've been reading through it i'm on just starting chapter seven i'm blown away man it's wonderful well thank you man i appreciate that took me over two years to write the book and it's a little bit of a memoir you know a little bit about my story but then we go into some things that a lot of people deal with and i teach how to overcome some major obstacles and eradicate some things out of your life so that you can get your creativity back so hopefully we'll get to dive into that a little bit more we we definitely will and i'm really digging it because i'm in the process of writing my book and that's part of the reason why i started started this whole journey so you know as i read through view from the top 
and I'm going through and I'm reading through and something I write down questions I got I got to get this question answered I'm getting ready to talk to Aaron and I want to ask him personally what you know about the question <clears throat> then I turn the page and you answer the darn thing <laughs> well, you good. answered the question and I'm like man this is written so beautifully <laughs> that he's got my mind going and then I'm writing all these things down and then you know you answer a few of the questions on the next page and it's, I'm just loving it well, we did something called lean in at the end of each chapter, some recaps, some things that are really uh, questions from the masses, uh, and I kind of try to answer those at the end. So thank you. I'm glad you found that helpful. I do. I really do find it very helpful. And one of the things that you talk about quite a bit in the book is you talk about, because you basically retired two or three times, I think even four times at some point, you said that you, you know, you've gone through parts of your life and the first time you retired uh, was basically because you sold your, your business to a Fortune 500 company, which was amazing at the age of 27 and completely retired. And what you realized at that young age was retirement wasn't what you thought it would be. Mm. Yeah. No, it wasn't at all. Quite honestly, we came from a family that was very humble beginnings and didn't have anything. And then nine years later, I was retired. And that sounds like the American dream. And it was cool. I mean, I'm not taking away from that. I'm not saying that, hey, I didn't really enjoy it. I did. But the newness wore off pretty quick. And then when you're getting in the bed in the middle of the day because you're bored, you don't have any purpose, there's no meaning in your life. And a lot of people are listening going, man, I'd love to just try mm -hmm. that for a little while. Well, it's okay. Try it for a little while. But I'm telling you, I'm probably not going to use the words retire anymore because what happens Wally is you're just sitting around you feel like you're not productive like you're not adding value to anybody's life you've got a little bit of money in the bank and then your time is free and then things that are special don't mean anything anymore like going fishing or golf okay go anytime you want and then it's like my buddies are at work and the guys that are you know retired at 65 or 70 years old are beating me in golf and that was embarrassing and I'm like what am I going to do with my time? And my buddies were talking about crushing it and opening new businesses and they're making this change and that change. And I'm like, I got nothing to offer to the conversation. And then I felt really bad. I'm like, what? I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, it was like, this is it. And I thought I got to go back to work. And Robin woke me up from a nap one day and she said, Hey, I didn't sign up for this. I mean, what are you doing? You're getting fat. You're getting lazy. Wally, I gained 50 pounds in 18 months because I wasn't doing anything. And so I finally went back and went in partners with the guy where I started when I was 13 years old. I bought half the business. And, man, we took that four times the size it was when I bought it over the next nine years. So you, there's a lot of productivity in you, you know, after you retire. So I just, uh, I just elect now to be more productive, more purposeful in my life and get some meaning out of it. Yeah, I totally get that, and I get that out of the book and out of our other conversations as well. The part that was really cracking me up, I was actually literally laughing when you were talking about when you and your wife went down to Florida to visit with some family and friends and whatnot, and you're out on the golf course, and everybody out there, like you already said, is you know in their 60s, and <laughs> you're 20, you're early, you know, late 20s, early 30s, right, you know, right. have no no reference of conversation with these people, and I'm sure they're looking at you like, who is this kid out here? What, what what's he doing? You know. Well, they're talking about you know their ailments and their blood pressure and being <laughs> gay, and I'm like, what in the world am I doing? 
And I've already told you the embarrassing part, they were beating me. Yeah, <laughs> These guys on top were of good. It. A buddy of mine owns a house down in Naples, Florida, and he said he wasn't going to be using it for the summer. And I told Robin, we had two little girls at the time, I said, let's go down there and spend the summer. So we packed the car up and we drove to Naples, Florida, which is about an 18-hour drive from Nashville. And uh, we lasted three weeks. <laughs> I said, I am bored out of my mind. I mean, mm -hmm. I cannot do this. And she goes, you got to be kidding me. And I said, no, we're going home. <laughs> and that's exactly what we did. We loaded the car up three weeks later and we came home. And uh, I just had to do something, man. I just couldn't sit around. Here's what I want to say, Wally, to the listeners. It's okay to be able to want to be able to do that. But to do it is a different story because it doesn't scratch the itch like you think it's going to. And you hear it time in and time out. People work their entire life. They retire and a year later they die. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's true so much because we're designed to be creatures that are creating, you know, people that are going out for purposeful and meaningful reasons in their life. And I just didn't have it. And so I wished I had had advisors around me at that time. I didn't. I didn't have anybody around. I was making all my own decisions. And I wished I had had somebody a little wiser around me that could have told me a few of these things prior to me doing it. Just to be honest with you, I don't know for sure that I would have sold the business. It was like it was a great opportunity and it afforded me other opportunities. But looking back now, I could have been an absentee owner, had a person that was very qualified in that position to run the business and I could have checked on it from afar and probably made a lot more money as a result of keeping it than selling it but when they rung that bell you know it was like okay I got to take advantage of this because I've never done this but man we got to have people around us to help us make good decisions yeah you're absolutely correct and we're going to get into that here in just a minute as far as groups and masterminds and stuff because i know that's been a huge influence in your life and it has been in mine as well you're absolutely correct when it comes to retirement it's you know a lot of folks that retire from the military for instance you know they do 20 25 30 years on active duty and it's very very super fast pace and then some of those guys especially the ones that do 30 they'll they'll retire and basically do nothing they sit and watch the grass grow and you're absolutely correct their health completely does a 180 and they pass really quickly it happened to my uncle as a matter of fact and even when I retired uh, after 25 years I took basically four months off and enjoyed every minute of it but at the same time I was still looking for something else to do and I've been fortunate to land a, a just an amazing job that I feel completely free in uh, because it's what I did while I was in active duty in the same office, as a matter of fact. But it, I'm free because I know that it's it's a job that I enjoy doing, and I don't need it. It's not, and it still gives me some time to free up my time in that regard. So I definitely can relate to that. Uh, so guys, you know, y you want that free time, but when you're when you got your, when you have your success then you kind of start needing to think about moving from success to significance. And that is another big thing that Aaron talks about in View from the Top is the difference between success and significance. Can you talk on that a little bit, Aaron? Yeah, I would love to. First of all, you've got to decide for yourself what success even is. You know, when I started thinking through this, I thought, man, what does that even mean? I mean, like, does that mean a big fancy house and a big car and a vacation? What does that mean? Or what is significance? Like, what is all that even about? Because some those terms are foreign to some people. And I started thinking, 
wow, what's important to me? And I don't want to ever take away from the fact of making money is important. I can't stand it when people with money go, money's not important. I want to go, you liar, it is too important. Let's take it away from you. See how important it is. It, but don't make it your God. Don't make it your central focus. Don't make it the only reason you get up each and every day is to make more money. For me, success was choosing my own schedule. I love to do that. I love to have a financial freedom that I can pay the electric bill or the water bill, and I'm not worried about it too much. You know what I'm saying? That's not being boastful. I don't mean it to sound that way. It's just that it feels good that I don't have to worry about paying utilities now. So that feels good. That's successful to me. Having an engaging family, though, and meaningful relationships mean far more to me than the financial resources. We get it confused sometimes, Wally. We think that we live to work, but we really work to live. You got to be careful getting up each and every day, just pouring yourself into a job just to make money. You got to think about the things that are important. And for me, man, my family is like number one. Robin and I've been married 37 years now. I have two beautiful daughters, 30 and 33 years old. They both work with me at the office. I have five beautiful grandchildren. Man, those relationships are absolutely everything. And then I thought, you know, is that all there is? Is it just schedule and money and relationships? And then I started thinking about the way I live my life. And I said, am I above reproach every day in my transactions to have a clear conscience? Like, can I lay down at night and go, I didn't cheat anybody, didn't lie to anybody? And you kind of do this personal assessment, this evaluation of yourself. And for me, that's being very successful is having a clear conscience with all your transactions. And then taking care of myself is important because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your family. I'm pretty close to the same size I was when we got married 37 years ago. Now I'm 56, so I maybe gained a few pounds so I could probably trim off another 10 and be back where I was at but I want to take care of myself physically and the bigger thing in success also is learning to be content man that's such a foreign word to so many people there's not a sense of contentment in their life they just go 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 give me shiny bigger better faster just give me more now don't get me wrong don't confuse that with complacency I don't want to be complacent I mean, I'm all about growing view from the top and growing our mastermind groups, and I want my book to sell, but I want to learn to be content and happy in the moment, right? Enjoy the now, and if you can't enjoy the now, I don't know how you're ever going to enjoy it. It's always, I'll be happy when, you know, I'll be happy over there. I get the mortgage paid off, then I'll be happy, or get the kids out of the house, then I'll be happy. Learn to be content now. I love to dream. I love to be able to establish goals. You know, I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian. And so I really like to investigate, uh, you know, my faith more and knowing that I have a higher power that I can count on. And then I want meaning and purpose. And then someday, Wally, when they do put me six feet under, I want my kids to look back and say, my dad leaves a legacy of wisdom. So it's not just living for today, but it's living for, you know, generations to come. Here's the bigger one, though, that was harder for me is learning what it means to live a life of significance. People say, what does that even mean? Well, I kind of break it down this way. Success is about yourself and meeting the needs of other people is about significance. Learn to fully engage people and listen to them. You know, stop waiting your turn to talk. I mean, like stop for a minute and listen to what other people are saying. Another thing in significance is helping others when they can't repay you. And you go, uh-oh, that's touchy right there because I need to get something out of this deal. Well, you've got to have a mentality of looking outward and not inward. 
and I want to be able to help people that can't repay me. Oftentimes, we'll help people that it's anonymous. They don't even know we're helping them because it does something inside of me. And then I want to be convenient to other people. Uh, I want to help other people when it's not convenient to me. And then give above and beyond the minimal requirements. And at the end of the day, I want to have the foresight to invest long term in people's lives so that potentially it could impact generations to come. So that's kind of how I break down what success and significance means to me. I dig it. I really dig it. And that's, again, men of abundance. You can see exactly why I wanted to have Aaron back on because it completely 100% resonates with who we are as abundant leaders. And, Aaron, have you ever heard of, have you ever watched the documentary called Fearless? You know, that sounds familiar, but uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's about rodeo. And the funny thing is, Uh it's a Netflix Uh uh, thing. And I think about this perfectly because you talk about, like, success. And this, I think it correlates really well here because my wife and I just got finished watching it. We binge-watched the whole thing. She started watching it, and then she pulled me into it. And basically, it's about these um, these cowboys that ride rodeo through the circuit with the um, through the whole professional rodeo, and mm-hmm. the top out of the top ten, there were ten guys that were at the top. There was one American, and all the rest of them were Brazilian. And these guys basically lost everything in pursuit mm-hmm. of this world belt buckle of this world rodeo and all of them had a every one of them had at least one some of them had three or three one was going for to be four in a row and Mm. i bring that up because they're not the the purse at the end if you win world it's a million dollars but that million dollars does not pay for all of their doctor bills all their travels the money is not even worth it in the long Mm. run they also lose their many of them lost their families their their spouses left them they were on the road so long all stuff and i bring this up because i know you work very closely with men and you understand the psyche of men and these men in my mind i'm looking at them and it's all about pride you just said that you know mm-hmm. they're going after that next that next thing the next shiny thing well they got it they reached world uh mm-hmm. the, that world record they all made it but they're going for the third and the fourth time and in the process, losing everything that they love behind them. And some of them, once they finally retire, they go and start getting into the significance part to where they're teaching the young kids to come up in that in that sport. And But not much while they're in it. I mean, they're really after it. Wally, that's the part I want to stop right there and be sure that the people that are listening to this interview get. You don't have to choose one or the other. It can be both. It doesn't have to be success, and it doesn't have to be just significance. A lot of people think when they hear significance, oh, yes, sell all your stuff and give it to all the homeless people and move across to Africa and go on you know, the mission. That's not what I'm saying at all. There are highly, hugely successful businessmen that are doing amazing things. They're very wealthy businessmen, and I know many of them that are doing the kind of things that I'm talking about is be hugely successful because financially you can't help somebody if you're broke. So make money, but don't spend it all on yourself. Look outward and help people. Be significant. You know, the rising tide raises all ships. You know, you want to be able to take people along on that journey with you. And what I hope these people are doing now is saying, hey, go for the belt buckle, go for it, but don't do it at the expense of your family. Don't do it at the expense of your health. I tell people all the time, I can teach you to make money, right? We can start businesses. You can lose money. You can make money. 
But you're going to come home one day with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers because you did it at the expense of your family. And guys, that's what I don't want you to do. Listen to me. I've been doing this 38 years. I've had 12 businesses. It's I love to make money. I'm a creator, developer. I love to grow businesses. I love to sell them. I love to do all those things. But man, I am not going to do it at the expense of my family because the office doesn't have a memory, but your family does. And you can make money and you can lose money and you can do it again and again and again, but you only got one family. You only get one go through with that family. You only have your children till they're about 16 or 17 years old. They get their license and they go away. Hopefully, if you've done a good job, they'll want to be around you on an ongoing basis. I'm so blessed that my daughters live five minutes from me. They work here in my office. I see them every day. It is amazing. But if I hadn't invested time, effort, and energy when they were little, they wouldn't want to work with me now. They wouldn't even want to be around me now. So family values are huge, man. Do not go after anything at the expense of your relationships. Yeah, we had a conversation. The last time you and I talked was on the on the video, and we brought up a name. And I'm not going to mention it here, but it's somebody that you would definitely know without a doubt hugely successful in anybody's eyes but when you look behind the scenes he's lost his family he's lost his wife that he was with for many years and basically he gave he traded one for the other and we are definitely on the same sheet of music you you definitely don't have to do that now you've done many things in life obviously i know why you ultimately you know retired again but as you were building your business the second time with barry and there are many things that you've done throughout your life and throughout the book you constantly talk about this how you say I was nervous or we were nervous but we decided to do it anyway I so admire that because so many people have these grandiose idea ideas and they want all these things in life and they want to do these things and they, even if it's for success or significance but they're nervous and they never take action and it's just sad to me Here's the thing, Wally, for me. Yeah, I get nervous when I do those things. <laughs> Who does? You lay in bed at night and you go, oh, my goodness, did I do the right thing? Well, you know, as I said, I'm a person of faith, so we pray. We research scripture. Robin and I go to trusted advisors. We talk to people. And then I, my favorite say is fire the gun and ride the bullet. I mean, I cannot stand to think what it would be like to think, would it have worked? Could I have made it? Would it have been a great business? Could we have retired? you 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 got to take some risk. You know, I'm not risk averse. I mean, I go for it. I've gone for it my whole life. But what I don't want to do, though, is as I get older, I don't want to put my family in jeopardy, right? I don't want to, you know, put it all on black. I'm not a guy that goes to Las Vegas and say, put it all on black. That's not me. I take calculated risk. I'm very careful about it. And I really research. I ask a million questions. That's why I have mastermind groups around me all the time. Listen, isolation is the enemy to excellence. If you want to have a very horrible life, exclude others from around you. Don't take their advice. Don't listen to them. And you're going to have train wreck after train wreck, historically speaking. But when you get people around you that don't have anything to gain or lose as a result of what they tell you, they're trusted advisors, they have high moral values, their ethics are there, they're people of character. And you say, listen, here's a scenario. See, the reason I do that is because I only have one life experience. I only have one lens by which to see anything. But when you have people around you that have different life experiences, different lenses, we were going to do a business deal not long ago, and I went to my group and I said, Robin and I are going to do this deal. We're convinced it's the thing to do. And eight out of ten of them said, don't do it. 
And I'm like, what? You got to be kidding. I said, no, and here's why. And they gave me eight reasons. They all made perfect sense, but you don't know what you don't know. And that's why you want to surround yourself with trusted advisors that can help you overcome, push through those upper limit challenges, even in times. Yeah, I lay in bed sometimes now and think, I wonder if anybody else is going to hire me. I wonder if anybody else is going to join Iron Sharpens, Iron Mastermind groups. And you know, it's those voices. They speak to everybody. And you got to get with guys and go, hey, bring you back to reality. Let me tell you. And it helps you. See, but when you're alone, you don't have any of that. You don't have anybody to count on and to go for it. So nobody pushes you through the upper limit challenge and you sit there and you're average. And here's what my mom used to say about average. You're not ever going to bring a C home because that's average. I said, what's wrong with average? She said, it's just as close to the bottom as it is the top. And you're above average and you're going to go for it. <laughs> See, we need people to push us like that to go forward. And guys, listen, do calculated risk. Get people around you. Take a little bit of risk. Don't bet the whole farm, but go for it and live an adventuresome life because where there is no risk, there is no gain. Very, very good points. I can think back, and every time that I tried something new that was new to me and I was going to venture into it, and if I tried to do it by myself, I didn't complete it. I didn't complete the mission, so to speak. I, I just didn't do it. Or, and it either cost me a lot of money, which gave me an expensive education, and I accept that. But every time that I did anything of significance in my life and included others as advisors or as a uh, mastermind group or even just asked a few individuals and maybe brought them on board to help me walk me through it, I was successful every single time. Every what? single time. But the reason is we're designed to be in community. We're not designed to be alone. We're not an island. We're not designed to be in isolation. We need to hear from other people. Ryan Holiday wrote a great book called Ego is the Enemy. Mm. And what happens is, is we're too prideful, right? Oh, no, man, I can't tell Wally that because if I tell Wally that, he's not going to think as highly of me. I did a Facebook Live this morning, and I went to my group, my men's group on Friday mornings, and I said, listen, guys, Robin and I are in agreement. We haven't saved enough cash. We have investments, but as we get older, we want a little bit more cash. Well, I could have gone in there like, oh, Big A's got it all together. He's got it figured out, all these businesses, and not told anybody that, and then got myself in trouble at 65 or 70 years old because I didn't have enough cash. Instead, I went in there, and I, now I'm vulnerable. Now I'm transparent. Now they're going to hold me accountable. Big A, you saving cash? They're going to see to it that I do that. But the other way, I would be hiding behind something that was not reality. I was lying to myself. But this way, I put it out there, and that way I get better. So, guys, let that ego go. Let that pride go and get people around you that can help make you better. So how important is it to within these groups to be vulnerable and, and transparent? Well, you might as well not be in them if you're not going to. You're just living a, a facade. It takes time, though. Here's the thing. People say, I'm nervous about doing that. Well, you should be. <laughs> you Use common sense. I mean, don't get three guys together or ten guys or if ladies are listening to this. Don't get a bunch of women together and go in there and say, all right, here it is, the good, the bad, the ugly. Here's the whole story. Don't do that. You dole out a little bit. People have to earn that trust. They earn you being transparent and vulnerable with them. And over time, Dave Ramsey invited me years and years and years ago, decades ago, to be in his mastermind group. I was nervous there, a cat on a tin roof. I went in that room. I didn't know those guys from Adam. And I'm like, man, I don't know about, I don't know about this, you know. So little by little, 
I saw they were trustworthy and they were honorable. They were men of character. So I started doling out some things. Not long after that, I had a really dark time in my life. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I got these guys because now I really need to share something. Guys, listen to me. All of you, if you can hear my voice, there's going to be peaks and valleys. You may be on the summit right now, but there could be tomorrow a valley. And when that valley comes, you want to be prepared and you want to have guys that you can go or ladies. You want to have ladies you can go to and go, man, my world's caving in. You know, my children have gone astray or my finances are in a disarray or my relationship is not good with my family and I don't know what to do and I need y'all to help me. You see, they can help steer you back on path. But if you don't do that, you live this facade, you got this wall up in front of you. Nobody knows Wally, right? And then a catastrophe happens and now you're scared really to go tell anybody because something really serious is happening and you have to try to go through that on your own. I got some friends of mine right now going through something, and I went to him the other day. And I, after I found out what was going on, I said, "Listen, we'll call him Bobby. It's not his name, but we'll call him Bobby." I said, "Man, listen, we're here for you. We want to be here for you. We want to help walk you through this." Big tears come down his cheeks, and he said, "Man, it's it's tough." I said, "I know it's tough. He's dealing with a family situation," and I said, "Share with us." And now, and he does, and we're walking through this with him. That's the way we were designed to be. Guys, let your ego go. Let that pride go. Get in these groups and share so that you too can have guys you can lock arms with and live a better life. 100%. I agree. And along with that, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, is that, man, you do have to set boundaries. And you have to, whether you're in a business partnership or a personal re- relationship with men in a group and stuff like that, you have to set boundaries and you talk about it in view from the top and setting boundaries but really the part that I got from it is that you're you're kind of setting boundaries to ensure that you're protecting your time uh, not as much we were just talking about vulnerability and transparency but you have to set those boundaries in there as well because there's certain people you can have those conversations with and certain people you're not going to have those conversations with did I get that right Aaron? No, you're exactly right, and I'm a firm believer in setting boundaries. Used to, I didn't have any boundaries, and when I was young, it about got me in trouble because I was reading my own press clippings. I go from nothing to 27 years old, retire. I'm like, dude, I'm the golden child. I can do anything, and that almost got me in real trouble, and so I want to tell you, set strong boundaries. Have people check on you. I even write questions out now. And I did a Facebook Live about six months ago with this, and I wrote the questions out. There were 10 questions. And I said, take these questions and send them to 10 people that know you the best and hold on to your hat because the answers to these questions, people see you differently than you see yourself. And I wanted to be sure that I was doing the right thing with my family, with my children, with my work, with my peers and colleagues in the community at our local church. I asked very pointed questions. Well, out of that, you establish boundaries. Same way now, I have very, very, very regimented and strict boundaries when I travel. Even when I'm home on social media, everything has boundaries. It really gives you a lot of freedom because you can operate Mm -hmm. within those boundaries and you can be safe. Listen, this is a staggering statistic to me. 67% of all divorces today have the word Facebook in the divorce decree. Guys, we got to be careful Mm. rekindling those old relationships, checking out things you shouldn't be checking out, talking to Mm -hmm. people that your wife wouldn't approve. Hey, I got strict, strict boundaries on that kind of stuff. 
when I work, when I don't work, the boundaries that I lay out. I work from this time to this time. I'm self-employed. I can work anytime I want to. That's the good news. The bad news is I can work anytime I want to because it will encroach on my relationship with Robin and my kids mm-hmm. and my grandkids, right? I'm location independent. Y'all don't know if I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, or in you know Spain right now. You have no idea where I'm at because I'm so I can work at any day of time, day of the night, and that'll get you in trouble. So I'm saying, whatever your boundaries are, adhere to them. They'll pay off in the long run. That's a very interesting statistic you brought up, and to be transparent right here with my Facebook and my social media, like on Facebook, people can follow you but i unfollow like i'll be friends with uh, you know some high school friends and stuff like that i don't follow any women i follow men like so what that means is is if you're not tracking is um i can see what men are posting but i can't see what women are posting and but they can see what i'm posting and they'll comment on that i bring that up because i see what men are posting And I'm thinking, my goodness, you obviously have no respect whatsoever, one for women, let alone your own wife, Mm. uh, because of the stuff that they're posting. And sometimes if it's somebody that I know, because there's a lot of guys that are on on my Facebook that I just really don't know that well. But if there's somebody that I know, I won't message them or I'll call them and I'll say, dude, did you really mean to just post that? I mean, think about that. Because, and, and, and here we are, literally, we're having this conversation and two of my buddies are in the middle of, or just their wives just said they're leaving. They they're out, and I'm sure it has a little bit to do with that, if not a lot. Well, Wally, we'll elaborate on this because I think it's important, and you brought this up, and I'm glad you did. I'll even go a step further, and some of you I'm going to lose right here, and I, I'm okay with that because I have strong boundaries. I don't have any women in my social media at all, on any of my platforms, and we have. A pretty large following and people say well big a you shouldn't be that way well listen i've built these boundaries for me and my family and so i it's not demeaning towards women i coach men i don't coach women so i don't need that interaction with women because i coach men that's my niche market all the men are in our community they're in our mastermind groups they're the ones i coach individually it's men and so i don't go to lunch with women I don't talk to women privately without my wife being there or my assistant. I carbon copy my assistant, which is my daughter, on every email. I mean, I have very. I don't take pictures with women. I travel and speak all over, and I don't do selfies. And I'll tell you why. Let me tell you why. This lady came up to me the other day, and she jumped up beside of me and grabbed her phone, and I backed away, and she said, I want to take a selfie. I said, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. I can't do that. And she said, oh, well, I said, let me explain to you why. Robin is sitting at home in Nashville on the couch, and I'm in San Diego, and she sees me with this cute 25-year-old blonde in San Diego on Facebook. Now, how secure does that make my wife? How does she feel about that? And I'm out in San Diego, and I just make it a point that I personally don't do that. Now, I'm one of very few that takes that approach, but that's okay. I'm okay with that because I don't want my marriage to end in divorce over anything social media, period. And so I have very, very strong boundaries when it comes to interacting with females. You know why? Because I respect them and their husband or them and their boyfriend. And I want to have that same respect for me and my family. And I respect that. I truly do. And it definitely is food for thought, without a doubt. Now, when you started to say that you're going to lose some of us, 
right here are some of the listeners, certainly not me. There's a chapter in your book, and you start out just like that. I'm going to lose some of you right here. And because I know who you are, I had an idea of where you were going to go, and you started talking about your faith. And I totally, 100% respect you for doing that because many guys that I know that are men of faith, they won't put that stuff in their books in fear of losing certain people. And I respect it. Well, I appreciate that, Wally. You know, my faith is number one to me. I'm a Christ follower, and I'm not ashamed of it. I don't rub it in people's face. I don't rub it in their nose. You know, it's in my book. It's in my interviews. It's in the things I write about. It's in my Facebook Live. I mean, this is me, right? I don't want to be politically correct. I want to be me. And so that's who I stand for. That's what I am. Uh, Matter of fact, I can't think of many opportunities that I've missed for an interview as a result of it. More than not, people respect me for taking positions that I honor my wife the way I do with social media. And if some people can't, they say, Big A, you're from the old school. Yes, I am. (laughs) And I'll (laughs) always be from the old school because that way I hopefully won't get myself in trouble down the road to where I'll be an embarrassment in any way to my family. Wonderful. Big A, listen, man, I truly, I I love every time I get a chance to talk with you one-on-one, face-to-face. I dig your videos. I was watching your video this morning that you was just talking about, and uh, I just can't get enough of it, man. I I truly appreciate you, who you are as a man, and an abundant leader in the community, and everything else that you're doing. I know your book's getting ready to come out. I'd love for you to share with us how everybody else can get a hold of it, because, man, I just posted, somebody asked me to post a a list of books that I recommend, and I have a hard time recommending books, and I mention this because I need to know where you're at in life and where you want to go before I can honestly recommend a book, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. But this one is definitely one for all of you to get your hands on. Well, this is pretty exciting stuff, Wally. Thank you again for having me on. I do want you to listen just for a second because I think this could be very beneficial to each of your listeners. If you'll go to viewfromthetop.com forward slash book, viewfromthetop.com forward slash book, all in lowercase letters, here's what you'll get. You'll get my book, View From The Top, but you'll also get a copy of the Mastermind Blueprint endorsed by Seth Godin. I wrote this book. It's not even on the market yet. I haven't even released it yet. It comes out in about 60 days. But I'm going to give you a copy of that book as well. Plus, I do five interviews that are amazing interviews. And I could call their names, and you would know every one of the persons that I call. I do a video, one-hour interview with these people. One of the persons led a $175 billion organization for 10 years. And he has got some value bombs. And I give that along with pre-ordering my book. So if you want to get all five interviews, a copy of Mastermind Blueprint, where I teach you how to build masterminds that are insane masterminds. Seth Godin loved it so much, he immediately endorsed the book. Uh, It's got his endorsement right on the front cover. We're pretty excited to release that also. But I'm going to give you all of them for the price of my book, View from the Top. You can get it, viewfromthetop.com forward slash book. Outstanding. We'll, of course, as usual, have all that that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Aaron. That's A-A-R-O-N. Make sure I get that right. And um, you're going to have two episodes pop up because episode 35, you're going to be able to hear 
Aaron's kick in the gut moment, which is also in the book, but you're going to be able, be able to hear it from his voice. And you're going to get this and go ahead and make sure you go to that link and jump right on that right away because the book is amazing. And I personally want to go in and get the rest of that information as well. So Aaron, again, I appreciate your time, man. I know you're going to have a very successful launch. I'm going to be watching it. And anything else I can do from this point on, just let me know, man. Thanks a lot, Wally. Have a good one, buddy. Hang loose out there. Uh, we'll aloha. see you, buddy. Aloha. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you got a lot out of that conversation. I just absolutely love talking with Aaron and anybody who's like him. If you want to get more of this and you want more Men of Abundance, join our Facebook group and make sure you subscribe to Men of Abundance on your podcast player. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.